Howdy, folks. Welcome to The Home for Anime. I am Ren the Rambler, your host, with no toast, but I am ready to jam. And today, I am joined by a very special guest, my best friendo from another mother, my man, hey. Andrew. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Now, that was a joke for Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a show that we bond over uh, quite frequently. I mean, it ended, God, months ago, but we're still sharing memes about it. But we go through the mm -hmm. best friend and brothers quite frequently. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what it is about that show. It just left a huge impression on me. It's uh, amazing animation, amazing pacing the fights, some of the best I've seen in a while, and it's just a feast for the eyes. And I'm glad I get to share that with you. And it's so fucking hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, dude, you got fucking Gojo. I'll murder you! <laughs> or uh, what's that volcano demon's name when he's like, uh, when we're introduced to like his uh, Gojo's powers for the first time, he's like teasing him and like messing with him, and they're like interlocking hands together. And it's just, there's there's so there's so much great humor in that show, and it shows through the characters. I love it. I love it so mm -hmm. much. Oh, and then, you know, everyone sums over Sukuna, so. Mm, yes. But that's I'm not an anatomy guy myself. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. Look, 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 the part where he goes overtime, and like after you go through his power and you realize what overtime like entails and stuff and he takes off that time like oh shit's getting serious <laughs> well believe it or not we are not here to discuss Jujutsu Kaisen but we are actually here to discuss Demon Slayer Mugen Train so the sequel to Demon Slayer the 2018 2019 show I think 2019 yeah which was a smash hit took the world by storm and I mean, literally just dicks flying off the handle because everyone was so encapsulated, entranced, entrenched, yeah, infatuated, infatuated, infatuated yes. with it. <laughs> Which I mean, it's not my favorite shonen, but I thought it was pretty good. The animation really mm -hmm. set it apart. But yeah. Um, we we're not talking about the show we're talking about the sequel movie mugen train which i mean andrew if you want to give a brief synopsis of demon slayer and it's, it's i'd love to but so yeah um demon slayer mugen train uh it picks up where the first season of the anime leaves off in which the main cast uh, goes in pursuit of rengoku one of the flame hashira one of the strongest members of like uh the demon slayer corpse i think there's like 12 or 13 members in total um, Tandro was somewhat recruited by one of the other members, like Ginyo. I forget what his name is. He's not too present, right. but he eventually tells him to go to like his master, and that's how uh, Tandro gets into the Slayer, uh, the Slayer corpse initially. But in this movie, they're in pursuit of the Flame Hashira so they can learn more about uh, the Hinokami Kagura, the uh, dance of the fire god, which is a dance that Tandro's father specialized in and is a source of mystery in the show. And that's uh, really what leads up to the movie. And what a movie it was. Oh my goodness, yes. So honestly, the best way to start off the conversation about Demon Slayer Mugen Train would probably be to talk about the animation. I mean, Ufotable went the fuck off. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how Ufotable? I pronounce it. UFO table. That's 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 always in my head. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of um, like how people say, either say Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, I don't play their games anyway, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. But yeah, the animation is absolutely stellar. Um, there's a so whenever I first watched like the first season of Demon Slayer, I was under the impression that the story itself was you know basic shonen someone all right mm -hmm. but it's really like the animation that carries a lot of it and like the momentum and the subtleties between like the interaction between characters um but that was 
only part of it. The animation is amazing, and it's like it's it's being elevated to a new form, it's like a new level of care and execution. But it does what any good like animation does, and it, like elevates the rest of the work, right? It works in tandem with the narratives and with the character motivations and everything, and it strives towards like a more unified whole. And I think uh, I'm just going to pronounce it how I do. UFO tables just doing amazing on that end. Right. I mean, the the attacks that they use. I know that that's what is it? Control breathing, right? Control breathing. Yeah. Techniques. So yeah. when they use those techniques, you get what is it, one of 10 attacks, or at least that's how many they show? I think uh, when mastering, it's uh, like nine or 10 of them. And then with like, we're in Goku later on, and then Tanjiro with like his father's dance. So they like either make, they either like uh, add more to the established techniques or use them to like other uh, varying degrees of like fighting prowess. I'm not too sure, but I think nine or 10 usually. All right. So they they do those breathing techniques and you but that you 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 just see them like and then you hear them <laughs> say control breathing in their head and then like Ratanjiro water just starts erupting from his sword and then this this blue dragon water thing comes out and it's just super intense. I think all mm -hmm. the attacks are intense, even. So I'm just going to put it out there. I hate Zenitsu with a burning passion. Mm. Why is that? Zenitsu is the orange dude. Oh, you mm -hmm. said, why is that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. The Dorito, Dorito <laughs> yeah. chip jacket guy. I mean, look, I understand being scared, but like, they're. You can you can be scared and you can have that badassery when you fall asleep, but he just he takes that trope of being in love with every woman he sees, and he just kind of like it. it just when you're whiny like that, it doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah, um, if I can add a little bit of my One Piece knowledge into this. Um, if that's all right with you. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So I, I don't care too much for Zenetsu either. Um, he's pretty interesting. I like his ability. Um, his gimmick of only mastering that one kick a thousand times in turn, like that Bruce Lee quote. I think that's where he pulls it from with like the first breathing technique where he just kind of zips around the room. I think that's neat. But um, I feel like he embodies some of the worst aspects of like two of my favorite characters from one piece is like two of the members of the straw hat crew one that's like the perverted cook and the other one is like Usopp, uh who's like constantly lying and constantly tries to get himself out of trouble but uh what makes those characters endearing doesn't translate into zanetsu's character um it feels more like surface level than anything he's one character i wish uh gets more like development as time goes on he doesn't definitely shine in this movie but um i think the spotlight shines more on tanjiro Goku and a little bit of Inosuke. So, yeah, and I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but he only really gets one moment to shine. And I didn't oh, think. I what didn't a think, moment. I didn't think he deserved that, but he got it all the same. Mm hmm. But yeah, to go back, the animation stellar. I I have zero complaints about it. I mean, the attacks were great. I think the way that they did, okay, the way that they did water and the sky, especially when it came to Tanjiro's dreams. Mm -hmm. That that very was so, serene. That was so gorgeous. I really yeah. I really did enjoy that in there. There's something about the way that their eyes are drawn. Yes. That's one of my favorite uh, aspects about the character design. They all have like very unique eyes. I, I think it's one of the more appealing aspects of their designs. Honestly, it's so fun to see the artist and the animation studio like have fun with that. 
I just also really like their I love I love the character design, but I also I talk about this in just about every episode. I I am a huge fan of fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think that the garb that all the swords people wear and that I mean I, I don't know the year, but I know that it's like like that area is like becoming slowly modernized. I mean they have light bulbs and all that. So yeah. in my in my mind I was just thinking where is Tanjiro from? Where he's like he's just in this mountain, there's there they have to make their own fire and all that, but then you go to the big city and there's this whole thing with um like that's it, it, just literally just a big city you have shops and again like electricity so i guess i thought that it took place in two different time periods and then <laughs> you know i just i just got egg on my face because but that, that was just stupidity on my part i mean the show or the the story itself hasn't really commented too much. Uh, we have a couple of snippets here and there, especially when they visit the city for the first time in the first season, and they see uh, Muzan. I think that's his name. Uh, he's like, or they have their own like family, and Tanjiro's presence there when he tries to confront him for the first time poses a threat to it in the moment, and um, he's able to like escape it. So yeah, that's another thing I hope gets uh, more focus as the story progresses. So yeah, backdrops, fashion, setting, that that all works really well. And I also, I guess going in between that, between the story, going between the story and the animation, going into the story, the train itself literally does play a character. Mm-hmm. Or, or an extension itself, yes like the the train itself is a character and i think that uh this might sound weird but i think the train before it gets a personality already had personality hmm. it's, do you want to give a quick breakdown of like the mechanics of the uh the story going into it so if I'm understanding you correctly, I'm, you gave a pretty good synopsis. So, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. So, um, so like the beginning of the movie has uh, shows the cast like aboarding the train, some like funny interactions with Anuske trying to fight it, <laughs> which later turns out to be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but before like anything, uh, before the story gets crazy, we see the train as like a normal kind of. Uh, transportation uh, means of transportation in which uh, the cast goes in to find Rengoku and it's just, you know, just a, looks like your average train and then they find the Hashira then they're asking him questions while he's feasting on a rather delicious looking lunch <laughs> delicious um, and while that's happening uh what are they called? The guys, the ticket master, right? Yeah. Something like that. Someone comes over here to uh, verify the tickets that the main cast has when they uh, board the train. And unbeknownst to them, as soon as the tickets get punched in, uh, it activates uh, one of the spells or one of the abilities that the demon uses in which it causes the passenger to pass out, right. which enables him to enact... Uh, their true plan, which is essentially invading the dreams of others and uh, disrupting their core, killing it, breaking it apart in order to meet whatever ends the demon's trying to get, which essentially just consume everyone on the train. But before they can do that, they need to get rid of Rengoku, the Hashira, and the uh, four other uh, main members of the crew. And the way that the demon does that is as soon as they all pass out, he has these four kids yeah, that he's taken in by promising them eternal pleasant dreams. Yeah. Um, 
to go and tie ropes on the ends of the like on their wrist and connect them to uh, whoever's dreams are going to invade uh, without touching them skin to skin because it would uh, mess with the plan. And it gives them permission to invade their dreams and to uh, seek whatever subconscious core they have to basically disrupt their will or disrupt them as a person. Um, not too sure. We didn't spend too much time with it, but it gives us as an audience uh, a means to explore the dreams and subconscious of some of these characters, which uh, I think is really interesting. And we get some uh, cool little backstory and also more emotional uh, connections, especially to Tanjiro and Rengoku. And, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned those two characters specifically. I mean, of course, they had those two and Inosuke, they had the most shine in the movie. Mm -hmm. This honestly should have been called Demon Slayer Rengoku the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this, is, this is Rengoku's movie. It is, but... I, I I don't I don't I don't know because I feel like we don't really get to see him shine until like the last third twenty or thirty minutes of the movie because for the time being it's mainly uh, making connections between um, Tanjiro and Rengoku's like paths uh, specifically with like uh, investigating their like own personal family dramas with uh, Tanjiro trying to like live through this huge survivor's guilt that he has blooming over him since like his family was murdered and with red Goku trying to come to terms with, uh, or not come to terms. He's come to terms with it, but we get uh, some insight into how emotionally negligent his father is mm -hmm. and how that not only affects him, but his uh, younger brother and I believe mother as well. Although I don't remember too much on the mother. So it's like drawing parallels in a strange way. Um, do you want to say anything on that? No. <laughs> All right. I mean, you you covered it pretty well. Like you're nice. you're you're a great co-host. Like you're you're really going at it right now. Thank you. I'm trying yes, my best. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything else we should touch on? Because they're they're pretty stuck in. Even like Rengoku, the Flame Hashira, who's pretty strong-willed and is able to fend off. Uh, this tiny girl that's invading his dreams, he's like choking her, which is more intense than I anticipated. Awesome. Uh, even, yeah, even he's having a hard time like breaking through the curse. It's like all and, out. Yeah. And it ends up being Nezuko that saves the day. Cause, um, so for those who don't know, this movie does not care if you have knowledge of the Demon Slayer story, just kind of like, hope you know what you're doing as soon as you get dropped into the movie theater. Um, feel bad for any parent or older sibling that uh, had to go with their, their relative to go to. I mean, it was good, and I hope they enjoyed it, but there is not a lot of room for, like, prior exposition. Um, so I can see, like, some spaces where people aren't too sure what's happening. But Nezuko, uh, Tanjiro's younger sister, and one of the only other surviving members of the family, uh, he carries around this wooden box, and that goes unbeknownst to the demon who's rolling over this train. And so she's able to move out and essentially help him escape uh, the dream trap that he's in by burning off the uh, or by singeing off the the rope that's tied around his wrist. That gives him presence to like basically break himself out. And uh, I'm not sure how he comes to this realization, but to free himself from the dream, he has to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. It causes so, like a reaction that wakes him up, you know, kind of like how when you dream, like you're falling or something and like the impact forces your body to wake you up. No, his dad, his dad helped him come to that realization. Oh, was it? Yeah. So, he said that what will allow you to wake up is within you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, it's like that Kenny Loggins song. It was like, you got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. And he did. So he, Tanjiro kept thinking about what it was. And 
all I could come up with was, all right, I got to cut my head off. Yeah. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I would say Tanjiro is a pretty good shonen protagonist. You know, they fucking live through everything and anything. But to see him do that, the first, I, I, I accidentally said in the theater, I didn't mean to, I said metal. <laughs> <laughs> when when he when he uh like when the blood hits the snow that was the only thing oh I could, yeah i i just yeah. said dude metal <laughs> who'd you go with you go i with so it's funny that you said that you you feel bad for parents who go to see it without any prior knowledge because my two friends took me to see it for my birthday and they had never seen demon slayer they're like, oh, no. oh you want to? They said, you want to see this? That's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with you. And I mean, this this movie, it. I think my biggest problem, my biggest problem with this movie, which I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but you good? It's just because, it's just because of that one thing that we that, the fact that my friends went to see it with me with no prior knowledge. My biggest gripe with the movie is also one of its biggest strengths. So, of course, you know, like, uh, can you even say it's a spoiler to say that, like, the win, like the 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 heroes win at the end of the day? Uh, no. I, I, I mean, we if, if it hasn't been said by now, like, we're gonna spoil the hell out of this movie. Yes. Um. But yeah, they do win at the end, although it comes at a huge cost. Well, that's 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 my problem with it. And I, like like Andrew said, spoiler alert, dude, this whole thing is... Uh, you know my podcasts are typically spoiler-filled, but... So, if you've read the Demon Slayer manga, you knew what was coming as soon as they said that this arc was going to be adapted into a movie. So you know Rengoku's going to die. But mm-hmm. my problem is that the way that he died was absolute bullshit. Are, are you talking in terms of just like this other higher powerful, more powerful demon shows the, up after they already win? The top, th- the top third top demon third comes movie, out of nowhere. Yeah. And no. Yeah. He's yeah. like fantasizing about fighting with Rengoku every day so that they can be strong. And then Rengoku's like, I'm not going to become a demon. So the dude fucking kills him. And and he's like, okay, dude, you, you need to become a demon. Otherwise, you're going to die. And Rengoku just says, no, I, I'd rather have this hole in my chest than be a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I agree with you because it's hard because the whole... Through the whole movie, it's these last few scenes that we get with Rengoku fighting this demon that makes up some of the best moments of the whole movie. Absolutely. But they just, a part of it just feels like it just happens because it needs to happen. We need to give Tanjiro more development. We need to give him more emotional trauma for some reason with without much lead up to it. Um, that said, I enjoyed this demon as little information as we got prior to the encounter. I enjoyed them way more than I enjoyed the dream demon. But as a whole, I feel like the demons in the show or in the story leave a lot to be desired. And I don't know if this early on of the writer, whoever's in charge um, of, you know, designing and setting up these plot points and uh, creating these demons uh, if they really know what they want to get out of them because they feel just like any kind of shonen uh, antagonist in the moment right and for him to for him to come out of nowhere and put a hole through Rengoku's stomach mm-hmm. I mean I, I I see what you mean that was a perfect way to sum it up give Tanjiro more trauma poor kid that's just that that is the worst way to go about it in my opinion is just Mm -hmm. to throw someone in 
what 20 minutes 25 minutes before the movie's over or not even that and just say all right i'm gonna come and i'm just gonna ruin everyone's day because that's what he did mm-hmm. he ruined my day um i guess it goes to show just how effective they were at adapting it from its original source material but I think the demons as a whole could be more well thought out because at this moment, it seems like they just exhibit the worst aspects of like human behavior to the point where it's like, they're unrecognizable as humans anymore. There's entirely different, different species. And I I feel like that as a foundation doesn't set up any interesting dynamics at all. It's just, we kill because we want to feed. Hopefully it'll get, expanded further upon when Muzan, Muzan, Michael Jackson's demon double gets more time to shine. I just, from like the bongo demon from the first season that we first fight, that's like a former higher 12 or like a member of like the Muzan family to the martial arts upper, upper three moon demon. It's just, I don't, the mechanics are cool, but them as characters don't really give me anything much to work on which is why i'm glad that rengoku is such a good character because i don't see me having the same reaction if i did as i did if rengoku wasn't as appealing as he was especially with the backdrop of like understanding where he's coming from and despite all the neglect that his father's given him he still strives to be the best he can. And that's ultimately what saves the day because he's able to hold off this demon up until the sun starts to rise, which causes him to panic, kill him, and then run off. Right. And this is when, this is when I started getting emotional in the theater. Yeah, same. (laughs) So it it was, uh, that was the catalyst. And then Tanjiro starts talking the biggest shit he's he he says we're always fighting you on your terms on your turf you never fight us on ours rengoku won that fight you can't beat us it's like you fuck with me you fuck with my whole family that's that's what it that's what it came down to and then he threw his sword he threw his sword at the upper third and just a good old softball pitch and the demon even said dude what are you talking about he said that to it has nothing to do with that i could kill you if the sun wasn't coming up right now <laughs> it's it's hard not to sound like a little kid in these instances fighting on the playground but that even though he was he was his britches were too big for him in that in that moment as soon as he said Rengoku won that fight, he didn't lose. I, I just the the yeah. started, and then Rengoku's just sitting there with a smile on his face. Oh my god! And then he sees his dead mom. He <sighs> tells him that he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And the icing on the cake, Homura by Lisa starts playing. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched a, I, I, I don't know if you can call it a live performance. I watched her perform that song on this YouTube channel called The First Take, which it was incredible. It was an incredible performance. Mm-hmm. And she started crying. Yeah. Like she was crying by the end of it. She, she, she had to apologize. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get emotional, but this is an emotional song for me. And I just thought mm-hmm. about that while I was while I was listening to the song. And of course, in the credits, pictures of Rengoku start showing up. <laughs> yeah, they're really twisting the knife in your gut at this point. I was I, I was trying so hard to not seem like I was crying or at least try not to make a bunch of noise while I was crying. So mm-hmm. it's just me taking these bated breaths. And then once everyone clears the theater, I just start wailing. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, this might seem like a weird little digression, but um, you've seen Yu Yu Hakusho. I know we've talked about this before. That is my favorite shonen of all time. Yes, great. Goated. Um, there's the, that one scene, I can't recall it because I haven't seen it in forever, which I should really fix. Some do a couple of rewatches. 
Um, but there's like a part where the main protagonist is like fist on the ground. He's beating. He feels like he's not strong enough. And he feels like the ceiling just keeps going higher and higher and higher. And that's what I felt from this moment. Or like, I felt like that uh, final scene was trying to like draw a similar situation for Tondro to give him some, uh, a foundation for him to motivate his character and to like progress into like a better fighter slayer. It just feels weird. That's coming up now. We've had arcs prior to this, but like it's it's coming up now, and uh, it feels like you wasted a good character to do it. I don't know. It, it made me tear up, so I, I can't really call it a waste. It did great. Honestly, the thing about that, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned Yu Yu Hakusho because that that actually did come to mind. But the the whole thing about the whole thing about Rengoku dying that made me think about Genkai. Mm, yeah. You know, when, when Genkai died by um by the the younger Taguro brother and Yusuke just goes and he gets so much stronger. So I'm I'm just thinking to myself, is this is this just gonna be is is Rengoku Tanjiro's Genkai? Maybe. I mean to to kill off another character for for another character's sake is 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 a pretty common trope in anime and in and storytelling really. Yeah, I'm just interested to see because this is the first time I see any kind of potential for Tanjiro to become a better character from now. Not that I hate him; I think he's great. He's a he's a good he's a very good boy. He's but the thing that comes boy. from that, yes. But the thing that comes from that is that I, I never feel pressured seeing him fight. Like I don't think any of his fights are ever going to end with him hurt in a meaningful way or in a way that's going to like have me rising in tension or with like some kind of anxiety. Um, he's just kind of perfect all around. And hopefully with this, we'll see more development and uh, we'll see the stakes rise up. And who knows, this might set a precedence for the rest of the series. I hope they don't follow like a formula where it's like Tanjiro meets another Hashira. They connect and bond or something comes from that and they also die off. Like, I hope that's not the cost that it takes, because honestly, the Hashira are some of the more visually appealing and, like, interesting characters throughout. If we're not going to get anything much from the demons, hopefully the Hashiras will be able to fill out some kind of um, core for the story. That's some of the manga spoiled for me, and I won't do that to anyone. Gotcha. Thank you. Buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. As long um, as they don't take Giyu. Honestly, I think Giyu should only die once he makes friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I want him to die happy because he has no friends. Do, Except for Tanjiro. Do you think he dies? Actually, I'm not going to ask you that because if you had some stuff spoiled, you might know more than I'm I not, do. I'm not going to answer that, but... Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's, um, I mean... I, I, it's fine. It's, yeah. So yeah, I, I he, he can die once he makes some friends. Honestly, <laughs> every time I think about Kiyu, I think about Ki the Metal Idol, because mm-hmm. Ki needs thirty thousand friends to become human. And like I think maybe once Kiyu makes like thirty thousand friends, then he can die. Isn't that uh, also like a driving force or like a plot device? And like uh, Komi-san can't communicate. So like once like hundred friends or something like that. Yeah, I think it's to make, I think it's to make a hundred friends. I, Just make a Facebook account, send requests. That dude, easy. I am terrified of Facebook. Me too. Too much power. Way too much. But like Kanye said, no one man should have all that power. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, there is one thing that I do want to get into. And that's the fact that Nezuko basically saved the day. Yes. But at the same time, they kind of they kind of played her for a sucker. They gave they gave Nezuko one cool scene. Yeah. Well maybe two. Like the one where she saved everyone and then the one where she helped the people on the train. But then 
it straight up looked like it was about to turn into hentai for a second. Like, yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about. Um, and and this happened before, and I'm glad it didn't stick around. I hope it doesn't become a recurring thing. But like when they were fighting the previous like uh, demon before this arc and the previous arc, uh, the spider guy. Yeah. There's also a scene where she was like strung up and like tied. Yeah. like suspended and i was like oh god who okay who but she actually this? she was goaded in that one because she like yeah burned, she burned that yeah that's how we see like her abilities awaken but like in this arc as well you also see like hints of that where like she gets uh, tied up by a very disgusting demon train and thankfully it didn't last that long especially not like in the previous arc um, i just hope that doesn't become like a recurring gag or something well, the thing about it, and this is this is what made me so upset, like I was talking about earlier, that was the scene that they gave Zenitsu. Was his scene was rescuing mm. Nezuko, which yeah. you know he is down bad for Nezuko, and it is so annoying. I, 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 I don't know how big the age difference is, but that video comes to mind. Where it's like that little girl is a child. Mm-hmm um yeah and it's sad to see that that's his motivating factor for connecting with like other female or female presenting characters throughout the series i hope that changes and with like the perverted trope character in general it just it makes all their connections with other characters feel artificial like there's just like this kind of gross um reward waiting for them that's what's driving their desire to connect and it's just it feels surface level feels artificial and it's just not that compelling and gross and then, as someone who's seen a lot of shonen right but yeah and the thing is shonen is not my go-to it's not my go-to genre which i, mean, I think that's part of why yu yu haku show is my favorite i mean you don't really get a lot of that i mean yusuke the worst thing he'll do is um like touch keiko's butt every once in a while yeah, man. She 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 was robbed of a character. Um, you don't really see that much of her. When you do, it's usually motivation for him to uh become a real boy again. Yeah. Which I mean it was it was set up from the start. We all knew that. Yeah. We knew that she loved him and that he loved her. Mm-hmm. So I think it was he he was just perfect to bring she was perfect to bring him back to reality. I know that's that's not a good motivating fact. It's not a good like character development for her, but I honestly loved I loved Keiko, but of course my favorite from <laughs> you have to show if you if Botan. Yes. If you've seen my Instagram page, right there, you know right, way to go, brother, yes. You know, I am <laughs> down bad for Botan. <laughs> She just has the best fits. Dude, she does. And when to, she says to, bingo, to my God, heart. She just, to God, she just knows fashion, 90s fashion. He knows how to draw it. I... <sighs> when she says bingo, I am down for the count. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but even before then, am I right? Dude, yes. Uh, I, hits I, us I, in our... Yeah. I, I, I started Yu Yu Hakusho before I graduated from college and i didn't finish it until maybe a year after mm, that's weird i i um think i was either finishing up middle school or like freshman year of high school I, I remember there was like this weird channel on the dish network where it was like colored live color tv something like that but i just remember late at night they would have an episode of the original dragon ball and yu yu hockey show following it up and I'll usually stay up and watch those. So that's when I finish them. Did, so, they do, like, did that channel have promos for the original Full Metal Alchemist? I don't remember. I just remembered those two shows on. I was like, all right, I'm watching this. And then I was out. I think I remember that. I remember a channel that played the original Dragon Ball. And then it played... It would play promos for the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist, which is the better of the two, in my opinion. And it'll say there too, in your opinion. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you don't. I'm not gonna say. Me. I'm not gonna say that it's better in terms of storytelling. It's just I don't know. I like that darker feel that it has on 
I mean, also not whitewashing one of the first characters you see. Oh yeah, no, they did Rose dirty. They yeah. did Rose mad dirty in that. Mad one. dirty. Um, yeah, I mean, I I like it. I never finished it. I should probably at some point. I just know later on it kind of like it drags down. Not in the sense that it gets a bad, but like it starts spending a lot more time with some more fun dynamics and like character interactions more than like the actual story. Which like if you read or watch Full Metal Alchemist, like the story's so good, you want to know what keeps happening. Dude, I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, Dante is deep and superficial at the same time and that's part of why i love that show so much and then she it's like she played a big factor in the entire story but in the end of the day it she didn't matter as much as we thought it so it was really i think they both follow the brothers journeys and i do think that brotherhood nailed it better but uh, I mean, I just I love two thousand three, and the OPs are so good. Dude, I like the I like best. the original. Yeah, I like the original Full Metal Alchemist OPs too. But like, Golden Time is just so good. Don't worry, guys. This is still. I mean, honestly, we just evolved into this being a, an, an episode about show. Oh my goodness, yeah. But I like, it's it. important because like this is what informs other series moving forward, right? Like this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's continuously adding on to a canon of literature that has preceded it. And that will continue to influence whatever comes after it. Hopefully with the series gaining as much popularity, talking about Demon Slayer here as it has been recently, like even with this movie alone, uh, dethroning like spirited away as like the number one, like uh, in like box office in like Japan, yeah um that that alone is insane it's an insane feat to accomplish so hopefully as the anime progresses more and more people will see it and it'll add a lot more flourishes and um interesting concepts and hopefully and it they will they will execute it perfectly there's no doubt in my mind ufo table honestly demon slayer has just become a phenomenon that the the combination of the animation the I don't even want to say it's a generic story, but I mean it's super by the numbers. Yeah, and, and like it, it, it all it all just works. I I remember I was watching a video from the anime man on YouTube, and he said he had finished Demon Slayer, and he said Demon Slayer is the most inoffensive shonen title. Mm. He said it's that's that's its appeal. It's an inoffensive shonen title. That's a good way to put it. Kind of like Marvel movies. Kinda, yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I feel like DC's willing to take more risks, and they just don't. Always oh yeah. Pay off. They just don't always pay off. <laughs> I love, uh, I love, I love the some of the movies from DC. They're like, some of them just have like, they're, they're a good bad time. If that makes sense. Like, there's any. I'm, I'm thinking of like Aquaman. That's the first one that comes to mind because I remember watching that. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was having fun. So I was like, all right. Jason Momoa's shirtless. Okay, let's get into it. And yeah, but yeah, dude. The thing about the thing about Demon Slayer, which I totally get what he was saying, and I I agree. I think I think that it just doesn't it doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. It just takes things that it's it just takes the things that it's learned and it does them really well and even with shows like like dragon ball z what we were just talking about with tanjiro and rengoku or yusuke and genkai you could say the same thing about goku turning super saiyan because krillin died Mm -hmm. and that's that's, and there's a lot of like emotional weight that carries those transformations and it's honestly like for me personally it's a big appealing it's a big appeal for like why i like shonen um like good shonen will have that emotional core within its like mechanics in such a way that like not a lot of other genres seem to care about or know how to execute. So like, there's a lot to take away from shonen. It's not a terrible thing. It's just aspects about it that um, go on to be redone and rehashed. And, you know, it's time to see it elevate. So like I said, I, I am not, 
super well versed in shonen. I I remember watching things like Blue Exorcist when it came on Adult Swim. I remember Oh my god, same. Bo 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 bo. Oh, but, but they canceled it. I'm so sad. It got canceled. Like the the animation the did. Show? Oh, the animation. I don't know about the manga, but um, animation did. I remember not seeing it anymore on a Cartoon Network. I was like, oh, sad. Bobo 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 Bo was a fucking riot, and it was it was so inappropriate. My, Tyree, you guys know Tyree. Tyree sent me a video about Bobo Bobo stripping a calendar and he said how did this make it on tv and i i had to answer him and say i don't know i have not seen that in the better half of a decade so um i remember really liking it when i was younger but there were aspects of it i was like i don't know if i should be watching this so uh, time to close the door nine o'clock adult swim but the new the new shonen titles i will say I've, i've watched some of them and i've read some of them I mean, everyone, everyone is going fucking crazy over My Hero Academia, mm, yeah. which I, I, I watched the first four seasons, and it's not so much that it was on a decline, but it just didn't, it, it, it stopped appealing to me, at least until I picked up the manga around where season four left off <laughs> and I, I i might have skipped a, a, a arc or two but then i got to the paranormal liberation arc and dude that that's where it, that's where it got that's where it got hype mm-hmm. so things like that and then i'm just gonna throw it out there the promised neverland which is one of the best manga shonen titles that i've read I I think that they are moving in a new and better direction. Mm-hmm. There's only so much that you can do before it like gets before it gets old. I mean, believe it or not, I don't know how many people know this, but Yu-Gi-Oh is actually a, a Shonen Jump title. Mm. And yeah, I mean um, that I one think... was super out there for its time but i mean we we ate it up as kids and yeah the four kids I'm version pretty, i'm pretty sure it's actually i'm pretty sure he actually got put in jump force remember that game? i think so too um i know the newest one yeah i know like there's some other jump games I'm, I'm not too familiar with the series and and then we have things like Fist of the North Star, which I mean, that one was old, but it's different. It seemed like things were just kind of going in one direction, and then once the two thousands hit, things just got things just kind of were elevating, and then we got Death Note, and I think that aired in two thousand eight. Not too sure. I haven't really watched it. I watched Death, Note. Death yeah. Note is awesome, except for its bullshit ending. <laughs> I've heard. Very extensively. That made me so mad. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said, Ren, what anime do you recommend? And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, I recommend Death Note, but the ending will piss you off so bad. I hear that with um, Erased nowadays. Honestly, dude, I need to watch Erased. My friend Ryan, he has this co-worker who told him that erased is really good he said the ending sucks but it it's still a really good ride and Mm -hmm. i i was just like okay so we're we're gonna watch this despite the fact that it has a bad ending and he said yeah we totally should and would you believe that we still have not watched it we we actually ended up watching yuru camp which is the complete opposite. <laughs> and now we're watching the Cautious Hero show together. So, I yep. mean, when you when you know that something like that is going to come up, do you even like do you even bother? I guess uh with me, usually I try to watch or prioritize uh, like uh media that my friends really like. 
because it gives us something to talk about and like connect with, but also I just care about them. So if they have something that's important to them, then I'm, you know, I'm more than willing to try it out. Like how you then, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Cause like, cause then you can also spark conversations from that and come to a better understanding of what didn't work for you or what did work for you. Um, and, you know, me as someone that's trying to, you know, write and become like a storyteller, those are the kind of conversation experiences that I also want because it informs me as a writer what I should and should not or what I should take into consideration. Kind of like with kind of like with me telling you for the past, what, how many months I, I keep I keep feeding you recommendations and I feel bad. No, you're good. I, I mean, you understand that I can't always get to them, but when I do, I'll, I definitely let you know. Dude, uh, I, I've been pushing Elena down this man's throat for I don't know how long. <laughs> and then I made that um, episode. Halfway through episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I made it's going that. about a witch, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, and I made I made that episode on my podcast. It's like, dude, I need to listen to that, and I, I, need, to, I need to watch Wandering Witch because... I mean, you straight, you said the animation's beautiful, and I I just kept mm-hmm. thinking to myself, God, I hope that's not the only thing he likes. I mean, this show is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, with any show I'm willing to try, like um, I didn't have anything. I just the the animation just stood out to me because um, for a show about magic and wizardry, um, y- you want to convey those actions and like those spells and the effect they have. Uh, the best way you can so like visually speaking that's what you want to focus on so it's a huge plus in its favor kind of like uh you know any kind of setting like that you you want to show it off honestly dude like this isn't even about demon slayer anymore i don't care i this is just (laughs) i i i I, i'm I'm actually having fun i'm (laughs) that's great i mean this is this is the fun thing about art Right, we we both come to an agreement of like, wow, this thing gave us such a huge effect, and like we weren't expecting it to, and 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 now we're able to have other conversations because of it, and I think I've come to a better understanding. If we want to tie back to Demon Slayer real quick, yeah. of why um, Ren Goku hit his death hit so hard, as opposed to like all the emotional trauma and survivor guilt that Tanjiro is trying to like work through although it doesn't seem like he's really trying to work through anything he's like okay with it that's just like him as a character that's his core he's peaceful even that kid with tuberculosis that invaded his dream he couldn't he couldn't make himself like destroy his core even after his subconscious took him to where it was hidden that was so fucking weird yeah those little like uh you ever watch uh princess mononoke yeah you know those little tiny little spirits? Yeah, with like the three yeah. eyeballs or whatever. Yeah, um, it reminds me of that. Those kind of like little yeah. figures. But um, yeah, but with Rengoku, um, I don't know. I so I know there's a lot of subtleties and nuances and differences between American culture and Japanese culture. But you know, at the center of like traditional family values the father figure or like patriarchal values is really at the center. Um, Tanjiro, even though his father's like, I'm assuming passed away and like absent from his life. uh, It seems like he's on good terms with that. Like there wasn't anything awful in between them really at this moment, but with Rengoku, like the, the image and the depiction of that kind of emotionally absent father figure just feels a lot more real to me. And it feels like something that happens a lot more frequently as someone, you know, who might have not had the best relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it hit hard, right? Yeah. And to have that amount of weight and to still have your own conviction to hold that demon in until the sun comes up, it's just, it's just beautiful. He knows he's going to die and he still does it. And it's just... <sighs> and then that speech Tanjiro gives at the end, the part specifically is like, will I ever be strong enough to join my friends? I feel that. I felt that. Dude. I mean, I, I don't know if you want to talk about like your situation. If you don't, that's totally fine. But I mean, as someone who had a good relationship with his father while he was alive, I, 
I mean, we had our disagreements, but because he died when I, I guess you could say was on the cusp of manhood or on the cusp of adulthood, I, I guess I kind of feel Tanjiro a bit about losing his, even, mm -hmm. though, even though he lost his when he was younger, because I don't know, I think, well, I do know, I feel like the wanting of your father's approval, which, I mean, I, you would get from Rengoku, that sense but then also not knowing what else your father was capable of or what he could have taught you mm -hmm. i think that's what really got me so I, I felt a mixture of both of those characters because my dad died when i was 17 going on 18 so he's been dead dude me same here he's been dead for six years Dude, that's that's insane. I forget we're like the same age. I do too. Sometimes I always think you're younger than me for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Someone thought I was like nineteen twenty, like a week ago. So I don't know if it's like the mask I was wearing or it's a common theme. But yeah, if I don't shave my head, I look like I'm forty. So <laughs> I got this mane going on. That's why I got the horse background. Yeah, I was gonna say like Rengoku's got the lion mane going on, but so do you. <laughs> Thanks. You have anything else you want to say about the state of Shonen? Because I, I, I am trying to hold back talking about the Promised Neverland for another hour. I've been, I've been <laughs> holding it in like a wet fart. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to say. Um, the only thing that I know for certain is Mob Psycho 100. It's just awesome. Dude, yes. That between that one piece, um, those are probably my two favorite shonen or shonen adjacent shows. Mob at least Psycho. Mob Psycho. I, I totally forgot about Mob Psycho. I don't know how. Um, I haven't. <laughs> I never will. There's it's this, so good. There's this artist who I follow. She is she is amazing um, on Instagram. Platinum Baka. She actually released a Mob Psycho 100 shirt and. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get it so bad, but I think I'm sorry. I, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say I I missed I missed the drop and I missed the pre order because I had so much going on and I had so much to catch up on that I I just couldn't do it. But her shirts, I think she out of all of the um out of all of the team makers that I follow, she makes the best shirts. I mean, she she is just an incredible creator. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, awesome. Five days ago. Wow. The the pre order ended two days ago, and I just I've been oh my kicking goodness. myself over it because platinum Baka shirts are the best. We are not affiliated or sponsored by Platinum Baka. I don't see how we would be. I mean, I wish, I, I wish that <laughs> honestly, yeah, honestly, she's, and she's super nice. I mean, we've talked about anime a few times and like she, she is open to talking to people about anime. Just don't DM her about shirts because like she has, uh, she has an email for that. So, mm -hmm. but if you want to talk to her about anime, like she has, you can DM her. I, I think I have. I don't know if that's something that she's okay with, though. But she does, does she have, do like a, she has a Discord server? Mm, okay, I was gonna say something like that, or like um, some artists or other people that I follow, like on Instagram. Uh, they often use like the story feature, like Q and A's and all that. And those those are pretty cool because you get to learn about them and how they got to the place that they are. Right. So I mean, she's she's freaking dope. So. I have I actually have a Jujutsu Kaisen shirt from her. Ah, uh, that's awesome. With Nobara and Maki, so I, 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 I support Platinum Vodka with all my heart. Also, <laughs> yeah, just to bring it back, this is the perfect way to bring <laughs> it back. Watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Also, Inosuke from Demon Slayer's best boy. Oh, oh, just one quick thing because. Um... So so I went to go watch the dub because that was the only thing available on a Wednesday afternoon. I where... fucking hate Inosuke's dub voice. I, I, everything else is fine, tolerable. I hate that voice acting. And it's nothing against um, the, vo the English voice actor. I'm sure that they did the best they did with the directing. It's never on them. 
never going to harass them. No. But the Japanese voice actor for Nanosuke is just so great. It's like the strongest voice on that cast in the Japanese dub yes. or the Japanese sub. It's it's just so good. So I was very a little disappointed, a little more than disappointed. And like, hearing the, the thing about that, the the voice actor in in the Japanese dub for Inosuke is he plays Bell Cranel and oh. Don Machi. I'm pretty sure he's Kirito from Sword Art Online. So I mean, he, interesting. And I'm pretty sure he's. I think he's Sora from No Game No Life, but I'd have to I'd have to look that up again. So he he's actually a pretty big name, but Don Machi is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I was and books. I I love the Don Machi light novel series. So yeah, he has a lot of strong. Uh, has a strong strong list. Uh, yeah, Demon Slayer, the quintessential. Oh yeah, he's the Chad list. from Quintessential Quintuplets. <laughs> I haven't seen him, but like it's so big that I've Dude, seen it. Dude, Quintessential Quintuplets <laughs> is so good. Uh, Sword Art Online, Food Wars, A Place Further Than the Universe, Disastrous Life of Psyche, uh, No Game No Life, Mob Psycho. Who the f- who did he? He's the dude who lost his hair in Mob Psycho. Oh my God, you're right. The thing is, he has such a distinguished voice. I mean, or distinctive in- voice. So it's like, but I the never- range. Yes, he has such range, and sometimes I have trouble picking him out because he sound he'll sound so different, but. Sometimes I'm oh, able to yeah. catch it. I mean, I was watching the the pet girl of I can never remember the name like super well. The pet girl of uh, help me. Uh, I, I I'm not I'm not too sure. Hold on, dude. But yeah, th- but this guy's in a lot. That was. That was the only Sakura so, the Petro Sakura so. That was the only time where I could say, "Oh, it's Bell. It's Bell from Don Machi." That was the only. That was the only time I could catch it. He he does such a great job. Well, also part of his uh, his his acting list. Uh, we got the uh, double deadly feature of High School D and D and also Free. To um, I haven't seen them, but I know their their sexually charged reputation. Free is sexually charged. I, I had no idea. Um, I my understanding, it's, like, it's not as explicit as like high school D anD D, but it's more like uh, visually stimulating, so to say. Oh, okay, yeah, because I mean, it's a, it's about it's a, it's a yeah, it's a show about a, a swim team, so you can. Dude, Kyoto Animation is undefeated when it comes to literally everything. So, I mean, the fact that they got free. And High School DxD, I mean, I enjoy it for <laughs> reasons. You're an unashamed man. An unashamed man? No, I, I, I have no shame. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Yes, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I am a degenerate in several senses of the word. So I, I have no problem like admitting that. Like I I, I love I, I well not love. I enjoyed Monster Musume and Why the Hell Are You Here Teacher. For the exact same reasons, except I will say High School DXD is hilarious and it's and it's dumb. There's this one episode where like they're they're mo- not mocking, but this girl, she's she's this weeb and she I think she's an exchange student. She's like, oh, where is my senpai? Where is my senpai? And some other, like, it, w- it was really cringy, but it was also really funny. Cringy, like, it sounds like Ghost Stories voice acting, or? Okay, Ghost Stories is a gem. <laughs> That's the one, right, with, like, the, 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 the English cast is just given free range. They were given right they said do whatever you want this this did not go well in, in japan so do whatever you want and they, <laughs> the english cast did whatever they wanted is that the one where the i saw a clip where it's like uh these two teenagers i think 
they were running towards like a police officer and it's like put down the donut yeah. something like that yeah okay yeah. and the rabbit yes yes everyone knows the rabbit yeah. yes the rabbit that that is one of the best anime clips of all time <laughs> just the laugh um <laughs> 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 All right, dude. I think we should end it here. Um, yeah. <laughs> How long has the recording been going? Long enough. Oh, oh, but we also when the demon took control of the train, um, in those case, fucking animal right. instincts. The incredible. Very proud of Inosuke for that. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I love seeing his teamwork with uh, Tanjiro when they were yeah. they were going for the neck. Dude, that um, was great. I I really yeah. enjoyed seeing that inosuke inosuke did shine a good bit in this movie so that was good mm-hmm. so do we recommend mugen train absolutely 100 percent um if you have someone that's interested in going with you and they have no prior knowledge maybe them give them a quick recap or show them a couple episodes uh, i went with two with a uh, my best friend and my brother and they were pretty well they, they watched the series with me so we had no trouble but yeah that's the only thing i really recommend yeah i mean yeah like i said my my friend one of my friends who went with me he hadn't seen demon slayer but when goku when rengoku died he he saw me crying but before that he when we left the theater he said ren i want you to know i was very close to crying (laughs) Uh, i just said dude you should cry it's okay (laughs) yeah but it's very Honestly, freeing. This has been a very nice conversation about Shonen. Yeah. And I think I think we should have more free range conversations like this. This is this has been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Maybe have like a dispatch episode where it's like we talk about a specific topic. Yeah, dude, that was great. Mm-hmm. I've said dude more this episode than I think I have in my entire life <laughs> because I'm having so much fun. That's awesome. But Glad anyway, to hear it. I've been Ren the Rambler, and I've been joined by my awesome co-host, my brother, my best of friendo, Andrew, and we are out. Peace.